Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode number 35 of the Aligned Entrepreneur Podcast. And today I have the privilege of sharing with you an interview that I did with a fellow entrepreneur. Her name is Riley Webster. And uh, last week I was able to catch up with her. She is someone who I actually connected with on Instagram and someone who actually recorded an episode with me for her podcast, which we talk about in this episode. Um, But Riley is an editor, she is a writer, she is a freelancer who within the last couple of months has gone full-time in her business. So she's really sort of in that space of taking that leap of faith, trusting that things are going to work out. And uh, from what I gathered in our interview, not only are things going very well for her, but she just had some really fantastic insights about being aligned, trusting the universe, trusting the process, and all that good stuff. And because I know that I have a lot of people listening to this who are, you know, maybe they're entrepreneurs and they are building their businesses or they're working on building their businesses, they might not actually be or you might not actually be full time in your business yet. So that's why I wanted to have her on the podcast. I'm going to link up all of her information in the show notes. So be sure to uh, check that out. She's got a great podcast full of meditations and things like that. And uh, yeah, so without further ado, here's my interview with Riley Webster. Welcome to the Aligned Entrepreneur Podcast, where hustle is out and alignment is in. I'm your host, Lauren Saunders. I'm a mindset and marketing coach for the modern entrepreneur, and I'm here to share with you how to grow your business from the inside out. You can achieve even your biggest business goals quickly by learning to align your thoughts, actions, and energy with that which you wish to see manifest. There's literally nothing you cannot do, be, have, or achieve, and it's just a matter of changing your thoughts in order to change your life. So let's get started. Well, thank you so much for being here with me, Riley. Uh, I'm super excited to talk to you today and welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. I feel super honored to be on your podcast and I just feel like your messages are so timely and relevant for entrepreneurs. (laughs) Thank you. Well, it's funny because I, a couple of weeks ago, was talking to my coach about wanting to find more women to interview on my podcast. And actually, as I was having that conversation with her, somebody else reached out who said, um, asked me if I would be interested in, in um, interviewing her. And she had some really, really interesting things to talk about. Um, so that's an upcoming episode. But then I also connected with you within like a day or two. And I ended up asking you to be on the podcast. So it's so funny how like, you don't actually have to go looking for people. Totally. I know. <laughs> they come to yeah, you. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so. And I think it's just so important to be able to collaborate with people. I think that collaboration is a really important part a lot of us miss, especially people who are starting businesses or, you know, like budding entrepreneurs. I think people think we have to do everything on our own when I believe that so much inspiration comes through conversation and through speaking with other people about their journeys. And, you know, it kind of comes full circle. Absolutely. Well, and everybody out there is going to resonate with different people, right? So I might have some listeners who hear you and and really resonate with what you have to say. So, um, you know, that's what I think is so great. There's really no competition. There's just catering the message uh, to more people by, you know, interview, introducing more points. Exactly. Exactly. So why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do as a freelancer and entrepreneur? Yeah, for sure. So I'm just going to preface this by saying I'm super new to all of this, but I think that that's mm-hmm. a really... Which is why I wanted to have yeah, you on. Yeah, and I think yeah. it's just really important for entrepreneurs to share their process, um, not necessarily like look at where I am now, but more so right. something yeah. more relatable where it's like, this is where totally. I am right now and I'm dealing with this on an ongoing basis. So basically I had a job, a marketing job, and mm-hmm. I wasn't feeling like it was really creative. And I grew mm-hmm. up with two parents who worked from home and did their own thing and had contracts, monthly contracts. And I grew up seeing this really flexible lifestyle. And I always knew to some extent that that's what I wanted for myself. I just wasn't sure what avenue I would take to get there. Mm-hmm. Long story short, basically, I kind of got screwed over at my last job. Okay. And I felt like, it was a big opportunity for me to step up and put myself into a situation where I had the control. 
which was very scary. So I went to San Francisco in the fall and I was with my mom and my mom's very entrepreneurial. And we just started talking about, okay, like what's the opportunity here? Like, how can I do my own thing? How can I be my own boss? How can I work for myself? And I just noticed how excited I was getting and scared, but excited. And I just started thinking like, as soon as I put that intention out, my wheels were turning and I just had all these ideas (laughs) of, oh, I could could do this. I could do that. Just like everything was, was spinning. So when I got back um, to Victoria, BC, which is where I live, it still took me a little while to kind of navigate this. I like built my website. Um, I started branding myself as a writer, as a marketer, as an editor, and I just started putting things out. So I built my website. I started an Instagram page. I started connecting with people. And as soon as I kind of just made up my mind to start, things just started flowing. Mm -hmm. However, it wasn't this big ordeal. Like I didn't say to myself, I'm starting a business. I'm doing this. It's more (laughs) just like, no, this feels really natural. Like I want this lifestyle where I can be very fluid in where I want to be, where I want to go, the work I want to do. I want to be able to be choosy with it. But it wasn't this big, I didn't build it up in my mind so much. It was more just like, okay, I've made these connections. I have a couple clients already. I'm just going to let this grow very naturally and just see what happens. So that was kind of my thought process with it. And every day, I mean, I think it's tough for people who decide to go freelance or start a service-based business. It's tough to get over those fears of, well, am I going to be able to pay my rent? Am I going to be able to pay my bills? Am I going to be able to do this or that? And I've noticed that when people ask me what I do and I tell them I'm a freelance writer, a lot of them are like, oh, like how, how do you, how do you live? Like how do you make make money? money? (laughs) How do you, like there's clients for that? Like you there's a there's a market for that like people are really shocked which I find kind of funny it is funny yeah it is funny because there's a huge market yeah. for it are, are you sort of like ghost writing for people so I'm yes I write blogs for people newsletters um like in their voice uh so yeah I would say it's kind of ghost writing I do a lot of social media content creation I do website design and website copywriting um basically basically any kind of writing the client needs. I do editing. I edited a book. I edit um, ongoing projects for people. So Mm -hmm. I have a few monthly retainer clients and then I have a few just one-offs that come in and I just try to break it down month by month. So it's not overwhelming to me. And I, I started this business, I guess, with the intention of I'm going to do this for one year and just see what happens. And I'm not marrying myself to it. I'm not getting too attached to it. I'm literally going to break it down month by month and just take things one step at a time. Because I think so many people get so overwhelmed by starting. Yes. Yeah. I think such a great way to start is just by giving yourself like a time block where you can give it your all and then just let that be enough. Well, and I got to say, you said something really key there, which was that you were never like, okay, I'm starting this business and like putting all your eggs in one basket. Because my experience when I started my coaching business was that at the beginning, I was really fluid and I was just like, it'll just grow naturally. And I attracted clients like it was nothing. Like they just showed up in my my inbox. And then once I went like full in and like hired a coach and was like, all right, I'm freaking doing this. Like I had all this resistance and actually went several months without any clients yeah. because it was so, there was so much resistance there. Right. So I think, uh, if you can, if you can ease into something like that now, were you, uh, like full time right away or, or like, cause you left your other job. Yeah. So, right? or, or, so okay. basically I was still at this job in the fall. And then I went away to Costa Rica for a month and I had just so much mental space to be creative. I was writing for my own projects every day. I was naturally attracting very aligning clients. Um, I like edited a book while I was away. I got involved with a couple really interesting and creative projects. And then when I came back, it was just like this no brainer. Like it was this no brainer. I'm going to quit this job. And even right. when I had this job, I was starting my own side hustle. Okay. Um, so you had a bit of overlap Yeah, there was there. a bit of overlap. Okay. And then when I was in Costa Rica, I decided, no, I'm going to quit this job. I want to go full, full tilt freelance. 
And I, yeah, so I've only been doing the full freelancing for a month and it's been going so well. And I mean, every single day I have fear around it, but it's just, it's (laughs) just flowing. And I think I'm really, I'm learning a lot about myself because when you're working for yourself, you know, it's, it's up to you, but at the same time, it's teaching me so much about trust and leaving things ultimately up to the universe as well. Yes. Yeah. And that's really what we wanted to talk about today. I wanted to have you on because you are new to going full-time in your business. Um, because there's so many people that are on the verge of taking that leap of faith, right? Whether that's going full time, whether that's just starting a project or a business that you've had in your mind for a while, whatever it is, there comes a time when you like, it's almost as if the universe forces your hand a little bit. Totally. (laughs) Like you said, you got kind of screwed over a job, like things like that. Happen all the time. I felt as if I was kind of forced out of my apartment in Toronto where I ran my first business. Um, That's a whole story that the people of this podcast have heard before, but um, all of a sudden I was like, all right, I have to do this. Now is the time. Um, and so, yeah, I wanted to have you on just because you are so new to taking that leap of faith and you also understand how important it is to have that trust. So actually, um, what would you say was sort of your main, around having trust and around being aligned or around just having faith in the universe, what were your main sort of thoughts or like affirmations that you had for yourself? How did you feel? Cause I think that there's two ways to take this leap of faith. One works out and the other doesn't. One is I'm going to take the leap of faith and trust and I'm going to, or I'm going to take the leap of faith and freak out. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Which is what a lot of people do, right? And then things don't work out for them. So what was kind of your mindset when you said, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go full time. So because I've been brought up in a family of entrepreneurs and people like my my brother, my mom, and my dad each have businesses. So for me, it's always seemed like a very natural step I want to take. However, I see a lot of my friends in, you know, secure jobs and, you know, those regular paychecks. They know exactly how much money they're making every month. And that's when I started to get nervous. And that's when I started to think, you know, is this like, is this even feasible? Is there even a market for writers? Like, am I just making this job up? But when (laughs) I was away in Costa Rica and I had this mental space, I just realized how important creativity is to my entire being and how, how aligned I feel when I'm being creative, how things just line up and fall in my lap when I'm really nurturing my creativity, when I'm really like tending to it and taking care of myself. And I mean, it was wild. Like I was just attracting so much in just that one month where I just thought it would be, it would be a shame not to give this a try. And at the same time, like I didn't, I was wanting it lightly. Like I wasn't. Uh, that's so big. Yeah. There's a Abraham, Abraham quote that I love, which is the things you want lightly come easily. Yes. And I think that it's so true. Like I, I, this wasn't my, um, the joy of my life was like this work necessarily. It was more like right. I've always been a writer my whole life. I am a creative person. I may as well just try to get paid for it and let's just see how it goes. And every single day I'm like, oh my God, I'm just faking it so well. Like, <laughs> like I have right. imposter syndrome all the time of like, oh my God, we do all I do. even <laughs> know what I'm talking about? None of us know what we're doing. No one knows <laughs> what we're doing. But like, and I just got so sick of my own excuses that I was just like, oh my God, Riley, just who cares? Just try it. Like, what is the worst just that can happen? Like, oh, I go in debt a couple grand. Like, oh, well, big right. deal. I get a real job. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, it just, I don't know. I think it's just a shame. That. It's just shame not to. And I think, like, advice for people is just to, yeah, to want it lightly and just to break it down into, like, six months, one year. Like, we get so in our head about our life purpose and what we're doing with our life and yada, yada. And for people like me, at least, and maybe for you, like we learn by doing and we learn by getting our toes in different water and just trying things out. And I think just following that curiosity is such an important piece to finding that alignment, following that curiosity. 
recognizing that, you know, the worst case scenario is never that bad. No, exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. I, when I decided to come here, I had a little bit of like, what if things really don't work out? And I looked at what the worst case scenario was and was like, oh, it's really not bad. Like I come to, to Italy for a month or six weeks and then I go back and I keep doing what I was doing before, which was fine. It was fulfilling me and I keep going. Exactly. <laughs> like, um, and actually like a whole other topic, I think, uh, a whole other podcast episode that I would like to do is what you said about wanting it lightly, because I know for me, I had another business and I wanted it lightly and it came so freaking fast and easy. But with this business, I really wanted it badly. And I still do, to be honest. And I think that's where most of the resistance is. Mm -hmm. And so it would be a really interesting topic to talk about how do you want something lightly when it is the thing that you see yourself doing. And when you do feel like that, you know, never ending potential is there and that lifelong potential is there. I think the, to be honest, yeah, yeah. I think it's, it's patience. And that's something I really struggle with because I'm a pretty <laughs> like ambitious person. I like yeah. get these ideas and I just want to run with them. But I think a big thing is patience and trusting your timing. So, and yes. just knowing that like every small step you're making, like every connection you're making with people, every, it all adds, it up. All adds up, every client you get, big or small, every single contract you receive, like noticing that abundance of that and then and really feeling grateful for each each type of work that that's coming into your life and then just knowing it's all going to evolve and it's you know it's a patience thing and like i said like i'm i'm learning this every single day like it's not like i'm on the other side and i'm like oh this is what you need to do no this is what i'm i'm being confronted with because it's a very confronting process when you're working for yourself but i'm being confronted with this every day and it's a pretty cool process to dive into when you're starting your own thing and so much comes up during that and it's very empowering. Oh my gosh. Like the journey of it is incredible because of the breakthroughs that you have about yourself and the relationship that you build with yourself. And it's, it's one day you hate the whole thing. And the next day you're just on like cloud nine in ecstasy because you're like, this is so rich. Like it's so, it's so fulfilling. Uh, And I love what you said about patience because honestly, this is not something I've had an easy time with um, because I've watched, and I think so many people watch what's going on out there with social media and we watch other people who, you know, manifest these million dollar businesses, what seems like overnight. And then we think, okay, I'm going to do that. Right. And it immediately causes resistance. And I know for me, I often get caught up in this thought process of like, when is my like breakthrough month coming? Right. And I've had, I've had very successful months, but it's always like, when is there going to just all of a sudden, like the floodgates just open and this whole thing becomes easy. And it's like, I'm always waiting Mm -hmm. for that, Mm -hmm. which is the opposite of being patient. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it will ever (laughs) be easy though. I think that we're always going to be learning things in different seasons and ebbs and flows. And I think it's, yeah, it's more um, with that too. Right. It's more that the challenges that you face change. And in the beginning, a lot of the challenges are about money, right? Do I have enough money? Am I going to have enough money? And, and so it's that kind of like, that's a big challenge for people because we need money to survive. Exactly. (laughs) Um, Whereas the challenges that come later on in your business are a little bit more, um, not as like dire, I suppose. Like it's easy to get really stressed out about money. Whereas other things where it's like, oh, well now I have to hire a team. And like, there's all sorts of stresses that come with that. And that's a little bit less like do or die kind of thing. Mm -hmm. No, definitely. (laughs) Right. Definitely. Um, Yeah. Anyway. So I just love that. uh, What you said about being patient and being grateful and knowing that even when it doesn't seem like it, every little step, every interaction that you have, every client that comes your way, big or small, is a step in the right direction and a big step too. Exactly. And I've also been learning about, um, I've just been really wanting to be choosy with my clients because there's so Mm -hmm. much power in surrounding yourself with people who are uplifting and people who support you and just people you feel really aligned with. Like I, lately I've just had the most incredible clients and I'm, I'm just so grateful. And I think at the beginning, you know, we want to take on every single client that, that walks through the door because you yeah. know, we're, we have a little bit of that scarcity mindset going on, but we're all yes. still learning and we're trying to evolve and learn different things about how to work with different people and, and how, how we deal with that in the process. But 
a, a really powerful thing that I that's just come up for me in the last week is saying no to people, but no, yep. like saying no with the trust that you'll be okay and that something yes. aligning is going to yep. come in. So even for example, I really wanted to have um, someone to design my logo and do a branding package for me, just because I feel like sometimes I'm too close to my own work that I can't. I just wanted someone to help and support me. And the price was like a little bit too much for what I'm capable of right now. And I was sitting on this and I knew I really wanted it. But I woke up in the middle of the night two nights ago and I was anxious. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, I just don't think it's the right time. And not that I wasn't thinking in abundance. Honestly, didn't feel like the right time to right. do this. So I was super honest and I just said, hey, like, I'm so sorry. This isn't a reflection on your work. I would love to work with you, but it's just not the right timing for me. Um, financially, it's not feasible at the moment. Let's let's connect in a couple months. And she came back to me saying, hey, no problem. Would you be open to doing an exchange? I need someone, oh. I need someone to help me write my website. And so wow. it's just crazy how when you when you really listen to your gut, <laughs> when you detach yeah. and when you listen to your uh-huh. gut, and that that's listening to your gut for clients, but listening to your gut for for everything, all these little decisions, I think that the universe rewards us accordingly. Well, and when something that maybe wasn't right for you or like something falls out of your life, there's something even better coming in. And I had this experience a few months ago where my first client um, that I'd ever not finished a contract with, like she decided not to complete the contract. I think, you know, people hire coaches and they get a bit confronted or it's an overwhelming amount of work or whatever. So this was the first time that this had happened to me was that she was a couple months into her contract with me and she decided not to complete. And uh, I never hang on to anyone. You know, I don't try to convince them or anything. Anyways, I just said, you know, I I wish you all the best and I hope that we can work together in the future. And within four minutes of me sending off this email response to her, another person who I just had a discovery call with about three or four days prior sends an email through saying, I've just decided I'd like to take the plunge amazing, and and sign on to work with you. And it was just so funny how like one client left and like less than five minutes later, (laughs) one came in. Yeah. So I think that's just part of the whole process of, of being your own boss and working independently is just having that trust. And again, that's something I'm working through all the time. And I definitely have days where I get in my head about it and, you know, I'm feeling negative about it, but then little reminders, like what happened yesterday with the branding package came in where I'm like, wow, okay, something really is working out for me. I'm, I'm, just really trying to trust and do my best here and something's looking out for me. So it's a really rewarding wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Cause imagine you hadn't followed that. Like you felt kind of bad that you yeah. let her on or you, yeah. you know, we're worried you wouldn't find anyone any better and you decided to pay for it. And then you would have missed out on that exactly. opportunity exactly. and felt like sort of anxious about the whole arrangement moving forward because it wasn't really what you felt aligned with. Exactly. Right? So that's amazing. We have to honor that gut, even when it doesn't make sense in the, you know, short term. Totally. Uh, So I love that. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, okay. I'm just looking at our questions here and some of them we've kind of answered. Um, But you recently started a podcast called the Ignite Your Light podcast. And uh, I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about what it is, who it's for, and what your intention was with starting the podcast. Yeah. So I, <laughs> this, it was honestly pretty random. Um, I like, I've always loved sharing with people. I just didn't really know what my medium was for that. So I've been teaching yoga for a while and I loved teaching yoga. I don't necessarily love teaching group classes. Um, I find it's pretty intense. I'm more of an introvert. So I find it can be a little bit draining um, depending on the energy in the room. But when I was in Costa Rica and again, and I had this mental space, I just, I I woke up with this idea of, I think a podcast is the right medium for me. I, I listen to podcasts all the time. I love audio. I love being able to color or draw or doodle and listen to something or walk on the beach and listen to something. I I love that. So yeah, I decided that that would be the right medium for me. Um, I just kind of like totally went for it. Like I didn't even really think about it. I was sitting outside of my like Airbnb 
um, hostel on the stair steps recording my first episode, <laughs> just being like, hey, this is what it's all about. And um, yeah, like you can hear like crickets in the background. And was that just like on your phone? Yeah, just on my that phone. Just on my yeah. phone. Like I don't have okay. any equipment. Like I'm, I just okay, like I love app. that. Like, I didn't have like a mic or anything. I didn't even look into it. I literally didn't even Google like how to start a podcast. I was just like, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> like I talked yeah, to a friend. I'm doing it. Who's like pretty techie and she and she recommended the anchor app for the podcast and anyway so I just I really didn't overthink it I just kind of went for it and the kind of premise for it is that I've just noticed how many people really struggle and especially in their early 20s I think it's such a confusing time Mm -hmm. and I always turn to podcasts when I'm in that kind of confusing space where I want inspiration, when I want to listen to an inspiring conversation, when I want to maybe do a guided meditation, when I'm just looking for that kind of safe space to re-inspire and kind of like get my creative fire going again. So the podcast Ignite Your Light is... I release two a week. One is a guided meditation um, because I think it's so important to learn how to still our minds and get into our bodies. And I do different techniques like mantras and and, um, breathing and all that. Yeah. And they're short. I don't think that meditation needs to be this like really intimidating thing. Because as soon as I see that someone's meditation is like an hour, I'm like, I just, I can't. Like, I'm just anxious even thinking about it. (laughs) It's not realistic. Like less than 10 minutes is realistic. Yeah. Just for, especially for like entrepreneurs. So yeah. Yeah. And then, um, I release a second um, podcast every week, which is an interview with someone who inspires me and I, who I think can inspire other people. So I interview creatives, healers, entrepreneurs, anyone which- to help people feel less alone, to help them feel inspired, to help them feel like they can put whatever they want into the world and know that they're okay exactly as Right. And I was just going to say, um, which by the way, we did a, an episode together on Riley's podcast. I'll put that in the show notes in case you guys are interested. We were talking about alignment and abundance mindset and uh, how do you reframe some of your limiting beliefs that might be holding you back, all that good stuff. Um, yeah. So uh, amazing. So what would you say then to someone? Because taking the leap is not just about you know, deciding to go full-time in your business or deciding to even start a business. It's about deciding to start putting more of yourself out there, whether that is a podcast, whether that's a program someone has, uh, in their head or whether that's a service. Um, what would you say to someone that sort of has that idea that they've been stewing on for a while and they're just holding themselves back from just freaking going for it? Cause you obviously were like, all right, I'm just going to do this and sat down on the steps on your hostel. <laughs> at your hostel and uh, recorded an episode on your phone. Like that just shows you people hold themselves back thinking they need all the equipment and they need the mics and they need the editing software and all that kind of stuff. And you don't need any of that guys. That's all just excuses that you're putting in front of yourself. So what would you say to someone that, you know, has that thing that they're thinking about and just, they're not taking action on it? Honestly, just get over your own bullshit. Like, <laughs> like it's not yes. that complicated. Like it really it is not that complicated. Like, yeah. Just get over it. Like I, and I get over yourselves this, guys. I say this with love because I've been there and like even, so when I took my yoga teacher training a couple of years ago, or actually I think like five years ago now, I didn't teach yoga for two years because I was so scared. Right. <laughs> and then I finally started it and I was like, okay, this isn't that big of a deal. And then a couple of years later, I went to India and I did um, my Ayurvedic therapy training and Reiki training there. And when I came back, same thing happened. This like whole fear of like actually putting what I putting my um, skills into practice. I was so scared that it wouldn't be received the way I wanted it to be received. So I waited months to start. Like I, I just... I couldn't get out of my head and I made so many excuses and in hindsight, it's all resistance and I have no regrets. Like I had to go through, I had to go through that. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm like relentless with like putting what I want into action because I know that I can just like stay in this fear standstill. Um, And then, yeah. And then going freelance just didn't really feel like a huge ordeal because I had a couple clients and then I just kind of transitioned into that and I didn't make a big deal of it. I just kind of like quietly went into it. And then with the podcast, I was like, 
oh my god fuck it like who cares if if no one listens <laughs> yeah. to this I won't even be upset like I'm just sharing and I'm learning so much about myself in the process it's giving me opportunities to connect with people like you it's an outlet it's too. an outlet yeah. it's a creative outlet and if anyone is a creative person like find that outlet no matter what it is no matter if it's you know, something that you're sharing with a bunch of people or something that's more private, like it doesn't really matter. Um, for me, I really want to share because I want to, I want to eventually like reach the masses with just sharing positive and inspiring messages to help people feel less alone and to help people really feel good about themselves. But whatever it is you want to share, like just get over your own bullshit and just put it into motion. Like nothing bad is going to happen. Yeah. Well, and people are waiting until they feel a certain way to take action. So if it's that, you know, I can't start a podcast until I'm a certain level of successful so that people want to listen to me or, uh, you know, I I can't, I can't take action until it doesn't feel scary anymore. Like that's never going to happen guys. And (laughs) at some point, at some point you're going to have to just face the fear. And, and I hear really successful people all the time say, I'm still scared out of my mind. I just have learned that that's not, that's okay. And I take action anyway. So if you're waiting to suddenly be transformed into this version of you who like, isn't, you know, scared shitless when it comes to doing new things, like you're never going to take action. You're going to die with your dreams. Exactly. exactly. So I just love when you're like, get over your own bullshit because, and, and it, you know, the fear is going to be there. And like, I told you a couple of days ago that, oh, I think I told you that, um, when I recorded my first few podcast episodes, they were online for a week before I actually told anyone about yeah. them. So like, yeah. it's like, it's still there. It's, and that's okay. And it might slow you down, but don't let it stop you or prevent you from taking the action at all. Exactly. And yeah, I just, think the consistency is really important. And I actually have to share. So when I shared the first podcast, I was all excited about it. I made this little graphic with like the words ignite your light on a uh-huh. photo of me and I shared it on my Instagram. And about like six hours later, after people had seen it, I got a message from a friend and she's like, Hey, just so you know, you spelt you spelt light wrong. like in the graphics I couldn't change it and I was like are you kidding me I'm trying to be a writer and an editor and I literally have a typo in the name like is this a joke it's lots and entrepreneurship is lots and lots of imperfect action oh so imperfect I literally it was so triggering to me I, I wanted to cry I almost cried like I was so upset with myself that I had this typo And I like, oh my God, it was just, it was so overly dramatic. But then the next day I released something about like perfectionism and how it's just like, (laughs) and I spoke about this typo and I still have it on my Instagram because it's like, that just to me represents like the But that's everything action. though. Yeah. Act before you're ready because you're never going to be ready. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's people are waiting to feel ready. Um I released this um PDF guide on how to build a simple funnel that allows you to build your email list and one of the ways that I encourage people to get people through their funnel and onto their list is by using uh, communities, Facebook groups and creating what I call ladder posts and in the PDF I say Now, when you go to do this in these Facebook groups, make sure that you've read the group description and the group rules and that they allow this kind of post because you want to be respectful to the groups that other people have built. Yeah. (laughs) But wouldn't you know it that I, I posted this PDF in a group that later the uh, owner of the group said, Lauren, just so you know, we don't allow these, <laughs> these types of posts. And I was like, I'm advertising for this PDF. And in the PDF, it says, make sure that you're being respectful to other people's Facebook groups. And then the owner of the group is like, Lauren, just so you know, it's against our group rules to do this in this group. I'm like, I'm Whoops. not even following my own advice. <laughs> yeah. And like now everyone that interacted with the post can see that. But anyways, I did, I just sort of laughed at it and was like, all right, this is the thing. You have to be willing to forgive yourself and yes. laugh it off and be like, well, won't do that again next time. Exactly. You know, like Cause it's not, um, it's never, well, it's not normally as serious as we think. Like yeah, we can, exactly. most of the time you can recover from mistakes like that. So I think just having that that ability to forgive and not spend too much energy just diving into it and then letting your ego take over and tell you how silly it was or whatever can just yeah, bring you yeah. back. Yeah, exactly. Like you made a good uh, positive thing out of that. I responded to the uh, group 
owner and just said, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Won't happen again. And she actually allowed the post to stay up because there was so much interest in this PDF that I had. But anyway, so it's just about, you know, if you're going to let things like that pull you down and sink you for a while, like you're just not going to get very far because there's so much of that every single day. It's about making all of the mistakes and all of the typos and taking all of the imperfect action and being okay with the fact that some things are going to crash and burn. (laughs) Totally. And actually it was kind of funny after I released the second podcast about perfectionism and I spoke about the typo, I actually had such great response from people. I had response being like, thank you so much for laughing at yourself. Thank you for being vulnerable and sharing that because I think so much of the time, you know, on social media, we, we just compare ourselves to everyone else. And when we see people being vulnerable and authentic, it takes away that competition feeling and it brings in a sense of connectivity. Yes. Yes. Which is is what, what people really want. They don't want you to be perfect because they can't relate to that. In fact, some of the entrepreneurs I religiously follow and I've gotten a lot of inspiration from, it's their posts about the things that they struggle with that most inspires me. And if like, there's been coaches I've followed who honestly seem to have a really easy time with building their business Mm -hmm. and I've stopped following them because Mm -hmm. I just can't relate to that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So you want people who are speaking about the realities of what they're going through, because that is that's what you're going through as well. Well, in your your dream clients and your dream program participants or whatever it is, they're not going to hire you because you have the most perfect Instagram feed. They're going to hire you because they vibe with you and who you are and what you're about. And if you never put that forward and you never actually, you know, tell people yes. <laughs> uh, or just real with people about who you really are and and you know, the fact that you're not perfect, you're never those like your tribe can't find you if you're being inauthentic and you're just trying to put this like perfect persona out there and fretting over the small things that didn't go perfectly. So totally be yourself. And yeah. that's how you're going to find those dream clients that are aligned with you. Yes. Even at right? the beginning when I started. Um, so it's funny too, how when you decide to do something, it's funny how many shifts can happen though, because yes. So when I first started my freelance business, I thought I was going to do PR as well. So I actually, my, like my business was called Webster PR and I was trying to like make it very like curated and beautiful and kind right. of like lifestyle. Prestigious. Very like, yeah. yeah. It was, <laughs> like if anyone knows me, like that is not me at all. Like just not at all. But I like, I thought I had to have this image of what it was going to be like. And I thought I had to have it all perfect. And my Instagram feed was like very curated. And then slowly I started posting more of, of um, just like my heart, like I would write more things that were going on in my life, or I would just share more of uh, my beliefs and my my dreams and all these things. And I started the kind of tone of what I was putting out began began to shift, and I started adding a few more personal things, and I started adding more color to like the whole feed and the whole vibe because mm-hmm. I love color. I love that's just who I am. Yeah. And it just started to kind of change. And I recently changed Webster PR to my name because I just don't feel, I feel that I want, I'm ready to have my name be my brand. I'm ready to have myself be kind of the center of the stage for this business. And I wasn't comfortable with that at first. Right. So even in two months, it's changed from like this curated PR brand to just me. And everything has kind of, I don't know, it feels that people are more drawn to myself versus like the appearance of a brand. Right. Well, they are. They they 100% yes. are. And I think like everything you said there, again, it's about taking action. Like you don't need to change your brand a hundred times. I changed the name of this podcast. I changed the name of my Facebook group. I archived a Facebook group. I've like taken so much action that pointed me in a direction and that then I decided to change. Like so don't try and figure it all out. Just that's the thing. Rebrand and, and, yes, exactly. and correct as you go. Exactly. Um, because people can stay in one spot, twiddling their thumbs, spinning their wheels, thinking, right. well, like, 
but this won't line up with this eventually, or this won't line up with this, or like you just have to start, and just all start. those pieces can like it is not complicated to change your Instagram handle. It is I not know, complicated I to delete people posts and put different ones in. Like, right, it's not complicated. Oh, my Instagram <laughs> used to be a vegan food Instagram. That was how I started. Is I had a YouTube channel. It was all like my first post on this account is a bag of onions. I'm not even kidding. Yeah, <laughs> it's not there anymore. But yeah. you can change your and like some of my clients have been people who found me on YouTube like four years ago. So like, it's all leading you in a direction. It doesn't need to make sense right now. Just keep taking action exactly, (laughs) Exactly. again and again and correct course as you go. You weren't in the place to, um, feel comfortable leading with your name, right. Or, or making you your brand. So you had a different brand that served you for the two months that it needed to serve you. And then, you know, you moved on. So I think, and uh, I had fear around that too. I was like, oh, are people going to think I'm flaky? Flaky. But I have and, that. I'm like, people probably think I'm flaky. Like, who cares? Yeah. Yeah. Who cares? Like, like, let them think I'm flaky. I'm not. So no. it doesn't matter. Exactly. Well, and people that would maybe think you're flaky are probably not entrepreneurs because <laughs> – Exactly. This is the entrepreneurial journey is taking action and then fixing that action later on. Yes. And but, just kind of always shifting your course, but like yes. staying on your on path. The, on the roller coaster. Exactly. Definitely. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, definitely. I love that. Um, mm-hmm. So what would you say then moving forward is kind of your vision if you have one for your business and what role do you think your mindset and your own alignment play in how you you know move forward with your business or how you are moving forward with your business or maybe even just day to day? Yeah. So my vision, I'm actually writing a book right now that I'm hoping to publish late fall, um, this fall, potentially early in the new year, but we're just going to see how that goes. Um, So that is a book I'm writing about mental health. The whole um, purpose of it is to help people realize that they're okay exactly as they are. And there's actually nothing you have to do to better yourself. If you start with that baseline of knowing that you are okay as you are, things become a lot easier in life. And I think it's just an important reminder for people. So I'm writing that book at the moment. And I'm hoping that I can use that book um, at the end of this year or next to be a tool um, to lead workshops and facilitate coaching. Mm-hmm. I'd love to have my business be mostly online. So I'd yeah. love to create online courses. I'd yeah. love to create um, just a, an online community and mm-hmm. be able to teach online. So that's through podcasting, through, yeah, like I said, courses, um, through writing books. And then because I'm more of an introverted person, I'd like to just pick a few events a year where I'm um, leading workshops or I'm speaking at events because I do love that human connection. I just don't need that on a daily basis. Yeah, I really, I really get that actually. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm traveling Italy by myself, and I'm pretty good at it. Like, I don't. Yeah, I love talking to people. Like, I love this kind of thing, and I'd go crazy if I didn't have any of it. But I totally. can like satisfy, be satisfied traveling by myself, not really talking to anyone. Oh <laughs> yeah, because I'm just working on my that. stuff. Yeah, totally. And when you, that's the thing too for introverted people. I think the outlet of entrepreneurship is so important because I find I, I love staying in on a weekend to like (laughs) work on my stuff. I just want to spend the whole day on canva.com. Like no one talks to me. Yes. Yes. Totally. Like I just love it. So yeah, that's my whole, my, my vision. And you know what, that might change. Like I'm, it's, it's pretty loose. Um, but I'm pretty firm with writing the book and then I think I'd really love doing online courses. So that's the direction I'm going. Mm -hmm. And yeah, like I said, I've, I've been building some relationships with some very amazing clients and I'm hoping that I can really hone in on a couple of those and that they can grow because it can be hard as a freelancer when you feel really scattered with multiple different things on the go. So I like that in a way because I love the variety, but yeah, eventually I'd love to just have minimal clients that I do really, um, I dive deep into the work. Right. 
Mm-hmm. And what role do you feel your mindset or your alignment play in, you know, where you see your, your business going? Do you have like a daily routine that you implement? Um, yeah. So right now I've been writing mantras every morning about abundance, mm-hmm. um, just so that I can really stay tapped into that mindset. So, yeah. um, the, the mantras themselves change, but the routine stays the same. Okay. So I've been noticing that, I really feel like I need structure in my work life and then a lot of fluidity in my social life. Um, I'm definitely more of a free spirit kind of person, but I know that the structure is good for me. So I try to actually stay really routine during my days. And some weeks it's different. I mean, next week I'm going to a, a ski lodge. So it'll be, you know, my routine will be a little bit off, but I'm still pretty firm with like having that structure during the work week. Um, and I think alignment comes in with just checking in with myself a lot. So, and, but also checking in with myself, but also knowing the difference between feelings and, um, an ego. So sometimes I sit down, I'm like, ugh. I don't feel like working on this, <laughs> but like, I can't let those feelings win, you know? Right. So, so it's like, okay, Riley, those feelings can like wait, do the work and then keep going. So I think the alignment is in checking in with myself, noticing that I can get over those like resistance and those, those blocks I feel. And yeah. then knowing that when I get over those humps, like you can always get over it and then you'll attract more of the things that you really love doing when you're paying attention to what you love doing. And the self-awareness is a muscle, right? Like you said that, you know, you know when to follow your intuition, you know, you're starting to get better at knowing when it's maybe some ego or maybe just some feelings that are there because you don't really feel like doing anything, but not to necessarily be like, oh, my intuition doesn't want to do work today. So I'm not exactly, exactly. Like that's when, that's when like, and I'm a pretty spiritual person, but there are some points when I hear things like that, where I'm like, okay, get yeah, real. get real. So what I hear all the time is people saying I have resistance around taking this action when what they really mean is they're afraid to. Yes. Exactly. And there's a there's a huge difference, guys. If you're afraid to take action, it's it's not your in your higher self being like you shouldn't do this. It's yes. it's fear. Um, I mean, I guess it is resistance. But sorry, I think what I meant was um, uh, intuition versus fear. Yes. So people thinking I don't feel drawn to you know launch this course right now, or my intuition wants me to like bail on this program launch that I'm half halfway through <laughs> because yeah. it's not going well. That's not your intuition. That's your ego and and those fear-based thoughts, right? And so just learning to decipher between the two. Yes. I've noticed that a lot with the book I'm writing is I'm, I'm actually having a hard time with it because there'll be moments that I'm very structured and I wake up every morning and I do just like an hour or two of writing before I start my day. And then the last couple of weeks, it's kind of fallen to the wayside as I've had a lot more work to do. Uh-huh. And then it's it's like the easiest thing in my life to say, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. Right. I'll do it tomorrow. And I'm noticing that even if I just go into the into the Google Doc and like write one sentence I feel better about yes and I feel yes. better about just myself. start yes so even if it's one sentence one word sometimes I go in and I edit one phrase and then I leave it like but I still feel better that I've started yeah um so I yeah starting I always say to people like instead of being like I have to go to the gym for an hour be like I'm just tying up my shoelaces <laughs> Yeah, I'm just exactly. I'm just walking out the door now wearing yes. my running shoes. I'm just going to walk in this direction of yes. the gym. Like don't think past that part. So, um I have one more question for you and it was kind of something that came up in our interview on your podcast which was I was kind of getting heavy into explaining alignment from sort of a scientific perspective because I, for most of my life, really resisted the woo and resisted like religion and all that kind of stuff. So it's still something that I, it's hard for me, even though I'm such a big believer and I'm like, yeah, now I talk about the universe and I, it like what really um, awakened me was understanding the science. Whereas you said, oh, I was always like more of the woo woo person and I, I just find it easy to trust. Yes. Right. <laughs> Which I love. Like, oh, trust me. I wish I, I wish I could just be like, no problem. Like I have to, sometimes if I'm feeling really out of alignment, 
I'll watch like a, a quantum physics video on YouTube and then I'll feel so much better. Amazing. Um, <laughs> like that's what it takes <laughs> for me to like really understand like the science is behind you. Don't worry. Um, but what do you think kind of attributes to that? Because that's such a huge, like to be honest, you could literally just go and do anything. And if you trust that it's going to work out for you, like everything you need, all the abundance, all the resources yeah. would just fly into your life. But it's that trust that people don't have most of the time because it's not what we're what we're programmed with when we're young. We're programmed to be skeptical and we're programmed to think in, in scarcity and doubt ourselves and all that kind of stuff. So what do you think, like, have you always been someone that was more or less very, like, just kind of trusting? Have you always been sort of a spiritual person? You said you grew up sort of in a family of entrepreneurs. I'm sure that played a big role. Yeah, um, definitely. Um, I think I've always been a not necessarily a spiritual person I wasn't spiritual like as okay. a teenager but I was definitely interested in feeling that there was something higher than myself right. and I think the more in tune I am with um, what lights me up the more I see that things effortlessly come into my life and yes. I think the more I see this the more I believe it so for me I don't need the science behind it right. to explain it I need the proof so, and the proof for me is the experience. So like believing something and then it happens or, you know, like, for example, um, I have strep throat right now Yeah, <laughs> and I know this sounds crazy, but I've been communicating a lot this week about what I need and about what I want. And I think my body is like, okay, oh, I don't think that's crazy. Yeah. No. I think my body's like, okay, you've communicated. Let's rest. Now stop. Let's <laughs> yeah. like, let's sit back and slow down and allow yourself to receive. So I think the proof for me is just in seeing the experiences that come into my life. And don't get me wrong, I'm definitely still getting to my ego where yeah. I'm thinking like, oh, this isn't going to work, or like, why is this so hard, or yeah. yada yada yada. But I think um, the the real the work there is in bringing yourself back as soon as you right. start thinking those things and letting yourself just you know forgive yourself for thinking those things and don't don't get in your head about oh god like now I'm even going to be a worse entrepreneur because <laughs> now I'm thinking in scarcity it's like yeah no, we now all I'm attracting the thought yeah we now I'm attracting the lack <laughs> yeah we're we're human we're living we're spiritual beings in a human body like yeah we're always conflicted with this the ego and our our true higher selves. So I think just being able to write your affirmations, being able to reflect and journal and think about what it is you really seek in your life and what what it is that you seek in your life, not what you think you should. And that takes some soul searching and that's not overnight. And yes, that's when it comes back to the patience piece, but really digging deep and then just seeing how it evolves. And then I think you really start to trust when you see that shifts are happening and changes are happening, but you notice every shift. So for yeah. sometimes you're on autopilot and you're like, oh, okay, like this happened or oh, okay, like that was kind of random. That's weird. But like <laughs> really tuning into seeing those shifts and like seeing what is happening around you, I think can just like, it blows my mind. And not, oh, it's mad. It's literally, I mean, it's not magic, but it's magic. <laughs> Yeah, right? it is like yeah, exactly. when things when things line up. Um, and, and I think that's what's so fun about being a conscious creator is you get to watch it. And that's I mean, as much as I say, oh, I needed the science and da da da. It was that I could see proof of it in my life and in in um, things that I had already experienced that made me totally real. So I, I you know, a couple of years ago, heard something about the scientific side of sort of the law of attraction and all that kind of stuff. And that woke me up. But then I went, Oh, my God, I've been doing this for my exactly. whole life. I've always said that if you just trust things will work out, then they do. There's yeah. just certain areas in my life where I have more resistance when it comes to trust. So yeah. Um, and that's normal. Like we yeah. all have those areas of resistance, right? Yes, absolutely. So just, you know, writing down like one thing that I sometimes tell clients to do is, if you are, let's say you're setting a money goal for yourself, um, start writing down like all the ways that money or savings came to you in an unexpected way. Like it's not coincidence. And then you start actually noticing because otherwise yeah. we just don't even notice that we are receiving what we are asking for. And exactly. it's so easy. It's so easy to just say, and, and sometimes it's like, 
this string of events that leads to something, some idea, some one person says something to you, someone else says an idea, all of a sudden you have this like divine download that was like all these perfect puzzle pieces came together. Like write all that down because otherwise it's so easy to just get in your head and be like, oh, this isn't working. I'll never figure it out. Yeah. I think it noticing, is working. <laughs> yes. Noticing and paying attention is like the most important piece, I think, to manifesting more of what you desire. Because when you start noticing, you tap into that gratitude and that gratitude just yes. adds more of it. And and you you notice like when you're around someone who really pays attention and who just kind of exudes this, I don't know, this this gratitude. Yeah. You notice it. You want to be around those people. It's like an appreciation of life. And it's not yeah. it's not like, oh, that person has, you know, a million dollars. Of course they're grateful. No, it's like, wow, this coffee. We said this actually on yes. your episode. But yes. this is something I do every morning. The first couple sips of my coffee, I'm like, this is so delicious. I feel so like abundant AF when I'm drinking my coffee. And it's like, you're right. It's, it is an energy that you can feel. And when you, when you notice yourself into that way of being, you'll start having just the most miraculous things show up in your life. And it really is incredible. So it's pretty cool. I'm definitely Um, in a gratitude vortex right now. And I love that. You know, like I, I just feel like when I, if I could go back to my past self, I just wish that she could see that there's so much to be grateful for. And, so you know, much we, get, today, we, um, we definitely, but the thing is like, we go through ebbs and flows and seasons of like feeling good, feeling bad, feeling good. And, and that's okay too. Yeah. You no, know, we, yeah. we're, we're not grateful all the time and we, we can't expect ourselves to be. And I think that's important too. Like as entrepreneurs, like at the beginning of February, I was so go, 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 go. And then I could feel myself starting to burn out. And then I started feeling unmotivated. And then I was like, oh, but I'm like working for myself. I need to be 110% all the time. And that's just not reality, you know? So I think really being able to check in with yourself and know that there are seasons and ebbs and flows every month, every day of when we're going to put out our best work and when we need to take a seat back and like allow ourselves to receive I think that's like yes. the dance. Yeah. So I, I just have a super quick story. But right before I was on, got on this call with you, I was walking into the city of Verona. My Airbnb is about 20 minutes outside of the city. And I was just going to update my phone plan. Um, and so I was taking a slightly different route than I usually do because of where like the mobile store is and I'm walking into Verona and I'm seeing all these people and they're all dressed up and I'm going uh, like it's Carnival or Carnivale or I don't know how you pronounce it here in Italy (laughs) this weekend, but that's like a Venice thing. So I didn't really think that there was anything going on in Verona. Anyways, long story short, I end up because of the route that I took, I end up crossing this like huge, um, the most incredible parade I've ever seen in my life of like marching bands and these like huge, like fiberglass uh, floats that they've created. Like for like two hours, I just sat there with a glass of wine and watched this amazing parade go by. And I was like, if I hadn't decided to leave my apartment at the exact time that I did and take that route that I haven't taken, even though I've been staying here for 10 days now, I would have missed this. And I was, I was like, thank you inner being for. (laughs) Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. So it's like even little things like that, where it's like when things work in your favor, work out in your favor, like it, it notice it. And I just watched this parade in this state of gratitude. Like I was just going to miss this. I wouldn't have even known that it was happening. And it's not a coincidence that, you know, I happened to leave the house right when I did. Totally. And, uh, so yeah, I mean, write down those little things and uh, just be present to them and then watch how much more of it. Don't write any of it off as just being coincidence because it's not. <laughs> exactly. So exactly. No, everything is, is guiding you. I, I really believe that. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Riley. I'm going to um, put the link for your podcast in the oh, show notes you. so people can check that out. And uh, I know you're up to amazing things. And I just really appreciate your, your time. And uh, if you could give people one last, like one sentence worth of um, advice in terms of taking that leap of faith for whatever it is that they've been thinking about for a while. I know you already kind of said it, but let's just end it with, uh, with a powerful yeah. from Riley. Okay. I would say just get over yourself and over just, yourself. just do it. Like, just stop, freaking do it, guys. Stop waiting. Yeah. Just, just do it. Honestly, nope. like, there's nothing you're going to lose. And 
I think that we just all deserve to be creators and we all deserve to put our work into the world. And it doesn't mean to be this huge, big ordeal. You can want it lightly. It can be a side hustle. It can be like a mini side hustle, whatever. But just start because you're going to learn so much about yourself and so much about what you need to be fulfilled and aligned and feel purposeful in your life. So just start. And it's okay if it's not for you, you know? That's totally okay, but just start and give yourself a time period that you're going to commit to it and just give it your all. Yes. Yeah. That's a great way to go about it actually. And actually tell someone to hold you accountable and then remind yourself that guys, like nobody makes it out alive. Yes. I love that piece of advice. (laughs) Like no one makes it out alive. So all these people that you're worried about judging you, like none of us are going to be here in 50 or 60 years. So just freaking do the thing. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. All right. Thank you so much, Riley. And uh, thank you guys for listening. I'll have a new episode out very soon and I'll talk to you guys next time. Hey, thank you.